0: Welcome to the Covenant Life Center podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to listen to this message. To get more connected with us, you can look us up on all social media at CLC Victoria and download our app. Now, here's this. So I'm going to kind of be real with you tonight, if that's okay. And I know real can be ugly sometimes, but um, I think it's relatable and so that's why I I think that's why God is having me to share this and so um, I think we can help more people by being real and you can't fake real and so I'm going to just speak from my heart but there are things God laid on my heart and um, there is a message intertwined with it all it's not just a testimony of you know things that have been going on but um, there's a message in this and so I want y'all to leave here you know you might hear some things and I I don't want that to affect you I want you to leave here encouraged because I'm going to end it. And let me tell you, when it, when it when I'm done with this this message, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be enlightened. You're going to be lifted up, and your your faith is going to rise up again. And so, there were some days in the past uh, year, this past year or so, that I literally had to pray every day. Lord, help me make it through this day. And a lot of you don't know my story probably but those of you that have been here for a while and you know me you know I I haven't been around a whole lot and there was a really huge reason for that and um and it's because God asked me to do it and I'll explain that in a minute so um I'm sharing this with you because I want to help someone and I want someone that maybe ever has uh gone through it I want you to just hear hear what I have to say tonight or if you're ever going to have to go through it, I want you to remember this word and know that, uh, that God, he is faithful. And he's a good God. And there's nothing too hard for him. And so we're honored always to stand up here and be able to get up here and talk with y'all and uh, share our hearts and you know speak a message that God lays on our heart. But a lot of times, uh, sometimes some of these messages, they come out of some kind of pain or um sorrow or things that we've gone through personally it's not things that we learn from a book that we can just say hey you know we know how to get through this but we yeah we haven't experienced it it's different than sympathizing we can literally empathize with a lot of people on things because of the trials and the different things that we've gone through and so I know that God uses that because to me testimonies are the most powerful thing When I hear a testimony of what the Lord has done for someone, not someone that's had it all together, not someone that's really not gone through some things in their life but when I hear a story of someone that has really gone through some tough times and how faithful God is to bring them out of it that is so powerful to me and it lifts up my faith and it encourages me as well and so as pastor Bobby's been talking the past uh, I don't know what it's been three weeks or so the series that we've been on is called double for your trouble and I, I've been babe I've been so blessed by every one of those services Uh, Because when you live for God, no matter what trial, whatever you go through, in the end, God's going to end up getting the glory. Everything he says works out for our good. You might not see it at the time, but I love that. Double for our trouble. God will always get the glory. And so recently, I got a spanking from God big time. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been spanked by God? (laughs) Well, you know, when you're little and you get in trouble and your parents spank you, they don't talk about it much anymore because a lot of people don't spank kids anymore. Uh, but uh, spare the rod, spoil the child, right? So I was brought up in the generation, as well as my kids, that when they got in trouble, if it was something worthy of it, they got, you know, some, yeah, they got a pow pow. They got it some cushy to their tushy. And uh, it's, you learn lessons from that. And I'm thankful for those times where my dad and my, well, my mom never did it, but my dad, when he, when he had to do that for me, and it wasn't pleasant at the time, but it was out of correction, and it was out of love, and I know it was because, and I learned from it, and so our Father God is the same way with us, and there's times in our lives where he, we just have to have a wake-up call from him, and he will spank, I call it spank you, it's like a spiritual spanking, and that's what God did with me recently, and, um, oh man, I've I've had this happen to me many times in my life, and I have faith, I love God with all my heart, he's been so good to me, but there's been times where he's had to spank me when I was kind of just doubting and going through things. And he did that to me recently. But he says those that he loves, he chastises. And there's scripture for that. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. In Hebrews, it says that. And so when he did that, I knew it was from him. And you're not getting spankings from God. If you're not getting spankings from God, it's either because you think you're perfect, like him, or you're just not listening. And he says, no one's perfect like him. So, maybe you're just not listening. But there's going to be times where you're going to have to get spankings from God. And so, his spankings sting, but they also, like, burn your heart. And so, like I said earlier, as many of you know, in the past year and a half, I've kind of been out of the loop. And, um. I kind of stepped back from ministry in the past year and a half. haven't been even ministering. I think I did on Mother's Day up here. And that was about, you know, it had been a long time since then. But years ago, I used to minister a lot up here. Uh, But there was a reason why. And the reason was it was very relevant to my life at the time in the past year and a half. And I prayed about it, and I asked God about it. And he told me that it was okay. And so I did. I stepped back. And I had to live by the one rule that I told a lot of people through the years. I would always tell people when they thought they had, you know, or they want, you know, they had this great ministry and they really want to do this for God and do that for God. But I always, always told people, I said, your greatest ministry, first and foremost, is always your family. Your family is always your greatest ministry. I mean, you you got to, you know, I'm talking, I'm not deleting God out of the picture. That's a ministry is raising your family and, and, rearing them up in the fear of the lord and to love god and everything and so god had me to step back and focus on my mom's Um, as most of y'all probably probably know both pastor bobby and my mom um, about a year and a half ago around around the same time they were um, mom my mom was diagnosed with stage four liver cancer and his mom was uh, diagnosed with dementia and not only just dementia but after a few months, we found out it was a rapid onset dementia. And so, um, and those of you that have maybe gone through that before, you understand that it's a very devastating thing for a family to go through. And it's very, those are very debilitating diseases, you know, that, that people that go through that have to go through. And then it's hard for the caregivers and everything. But God had me step back because he wanted me to concentrate on any spare time that I had to give that time you know with our moms his mom came and lived with us for a while going months at a time and then she'd go back and we took care of her it's a long story and then all between that my mom at the same time was was battling you know her stage four cancer and we were going back and forth to md anderson and all that so needless to say i was exhausted that i didn't have anything else to give to y'all when i came here and you know it's like a little roller coaster ride. I mean, believe me, I'm solid with God, but I'm human, and it's like a little up and down roller coaster ride when you're trying to deal with with that. And so, especially when you're told that it's terminal, they're terminal. There's like zero percent chance of survival unless there's a miracle from God, and it, God can do anything. And he is a God of miracles. And I have seen God do some amazing things in my life. And then I think that's why I had a struggle with it because I had seen God do so much. And he had I've prayed with people and seen them healed. I've seen God work miracles. And so I was believing God for the same thing for my, you know, both of our moms. And I think that was probably part of the what I was going through was that I didn't see God do it this time. But I didn't lose trust in God. I wasn't blaming God. I just was questioning God. You know, why do you do it for some, God, and you don't do it for others? <laughs> and something really awesome happened at about this time. It had been less, I think, than a month since we, his mom passed in February. And, and uh, five months later, my mom passed away. And around that time, it was a month later or so, we got invited he got invited but we went along me and Joshua to go to uh, Galveston to perform a wedding on a beach and this couple uh, were so generous and they wanted to uh, uh, take care of our condo for two nights so we could be there for two nights and so anyways while we were there we had a little bit of free time one night and um, we went to go uh, they have in Galveston they have this pier with you know have y'all been there before i can't remember what it's called it's some kind of pier there the boardwalk and when we're walking in uh, we saw that there's a big restaurant right in the front and right when we're walking in uh, bobby saw the sign it said bubba Gump's, and he loves the movie forest gums forrest gump and so he was like oh my god y'all gotta take a picture and get in front of the sign and so josh and i got in front of the sign and we took the picture and we were just excited that it said bubba gump shrimp company And uh, that's all that I saw when we asked, oh, yeah, let's do it. So we took the picture. Well, then right afterwards, uh, my husband showed me the picture. And right under that, it said, you can see it right there, it said, and miracles happen every day. And I had literally just had to talk with God that whole, well, actually, that whole weekend, I was still grieving and going through all the things that I was going through. And I was talking to God and questioning him. You know, how can I pray for people again, Lord? How can I believe for those things again, Lord? When I, I've done it for years, and I love to pray for people. And I love to see God heal them. But how am I ever going to get up there again and be able to do that? Just my faith, you know, was low. And I was grieving, too. And I kept saying, God, you, I mean, I, I, it's like I didn't believe that he could work a miracle anymore. So my doubt was getting the best of me. And then he does this right after I'm pr- in my prayer time to saying, God, I don't even want to pray for people anymore (laughs) seriously if i told you i'm gonna be real i love everyone here i love every person that steps in but i was like lord i don't know if i can do that and then he does this and then the next day i come to church and someone walks up to me and hands me a book and well it's not a book it's a little notebook or journal And it said, miracles still happen or something. It said, miracles still happen. And so God was just speaking to me. And he was trying to reach down deep where my heart was and let me know. But that's not it. When I read the sign that said, God works miracles every day, the Holy Ghost inside of me quickened my spirit. And God spoke to me. And I knew it was God speaking. I know when he does, you can feel it in your gut. And he says, you told me you would never forget. I knew exactly what he was talking about when he said it. He said it was so strong. You told me you would never forget, and it's something that only me and God knew. Not my husband and I didn't even. He doesn't even know what I'm talking about. But the Lord did something—a miraculous thing—for me years ago. Actually, for my dad years ago, and after He did it for my dad, I I I, I just always would tell him. I'll never forget, Lord. I'll never forget, Lord. I'll, I mean, I always told him that in prayer. I'll never forget, Lord. Even after my dad ended up passing away years later from cancer, I would say, God, I never forgot. I never forgot what you did for him before. And so that's what happened whenever I saw that picture. But uh, I wanted to throw something up there. Do you all happen to have that picture? Of Yeah, this right here. Yeah, I sent that because aren't they adorable? Oh, my gosh. So that's my mom, and that's Bobby's mom, and that was ta- that was the last picture they took together, and if you knew them, they were best friends. They loved each other. They had a very unique relationship, but they loved fashion, and that when they got together, it was all about fashion and exchanging clothes. They couldn't exchange shoes because Mimi had little tiny feet, but they exchanged everything, and they showed up at church. A year and a half ago, or how a year year and whatever, four months ago, on Mother's Day, dressed just alike. That's how much they were alike in fashion. And so, that was them. And so, I wanted to throw that up there. Anyways, so, um, you can take it down now. Sorry. I just had to, when I was talking about that, I meant to tell y'all, show, show them. But, um, anyways, so... Uh, When I felt the Holy Ghost tell me that you told me you'd never forget, he reminded me of this one thing, that God still does miracles. And what I meant by that, what he did for my dad, years ago, when I was in my early 20s, I was a new baby in the Lord, didn't know a whole lot, maybe had been living for God for like two years. And my dad was not happy about me coming to the Lord at all. And he says, you are just so different. I couldn't talk to him about God. I couldn't, he he, he 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 was just the type. You couldn't pray with him. You couldn't talk to him about God or anything. And so um, when I was about 23, 24, my dad uh, had a massive um, stroke. And it was an aneurysm. And my dad wasn't saved. And I knew that. And I had been praying fervently for my dad for like two years before this. And when he had his stroke, he was like a vegetable for like two months, and they, they, he was 57 years old, I believe, or something like that, and they told him us in the hospital, they said, he will never get better. They says we don't even see that rehabilitation will help him at all, like it is so severe, and I, we prayed. I contacted some lady friends of mine. I said, I need prayer. We need, we need somehow for them to make it work out where he can go to rehab. God answered that prayer. The social worker came and said, um, said, we got him in at Warm Springs in Gonzales. And so they got him at Warm Springs. And every day, this was in the 90s, no cell phones. So mom and I drove back and forth. Every single day we drove back and forth. And uh, every day we went, it was like my dad was just getting worse and worse. And I just kept praying and believing. Well, he had been there almost two months, and we went to a revival. We got invited to a revival in El Campo at my husband's brother's church. And I'll never forget, there was a Brother Wilson there. And Brother Wilson preached an awesome revival. And at the end of it, uh, my husband went up to him and said, uh, Would you pray for my, my uh, wife's uh, dad? And told him what was going on and everything. And um, he said, Well, sure, you know, let's pray. Get her to come up here. And so we joined together in prayer. But he did something that I had never seen before, and it was new to me. Like I said, I was a baby Christian. And he grabbed a Kleenex, and he says, Well, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray a prayer of faith, and God will heal your dad. And he pointed at me like that. And And we anointed it and prayed over it, agreed together, and believed. And he said, Next time you go see your dad, He said, put it under his pillow. And he said, and he will be healed. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. I'm going to do that. And the next day, we go see my dad because we went every single day, my mom and I, back and forth, every evening after he was done with some of the therapies they tried to do with him. And we went, and I was going to tell him goodbye, and I told my mom, hey, can I tell him bye by myself? Because she wouldn't even understand because I was still praying for her, too, back then. And so... My, uh, my mom walked out, and I went, walked up to my dad, and I went to give him the Kleenex. And he grabbed it from me, which was really weird because he was strapped to the bed, and he usually just didn't do anything but sit there and drool and lean over. And he grabbed it from me, he wiped his face, and he put it close by his heart. And then me thinking, oh, my God, i got to be obedient to the man of God. i got to do exactly what he said. i gotta, I got to get it under his pillowcase. So I was, like, trying to grab it, you know. And my dad was like this with it, a tight grip, and little pieces of Kleenex were just like flying everywhere. And I says, okay, Lord, its he's in your hands now. Now, I didn't see an instant miracle right there, but the next day, Haley got bronchitis. I couldn't go for like a week and a half. But every day, my mom would get back, and as soon as she would get back home, she would get on the phone. We didn't have cell phones. She would call me. she goes, go, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this the next day. You're not going to believe. Daddy's walking. Daddy's talking. Daddy's making sense. Daddy's walking. The 10th day, my dad was completely healed. In his right mind, no sign. No sign of a stroke at all. They couldn't believe it. They called him the miracle man. My sister took a CNA class. And ended up going there like six months later and they kept for some train or for some work and they kept talk telling other people about the miracle man, the miracle man. She goes, Hey, that's my dad that you're talking about. We went to find my dad. We couldn't on the tenth day when I went, I couldn't even find him. He went in his room. We hear all this laughing, and he was a jokester. And he was in the nurses station drinking coffee and cracking all the nurses up. And I was like, Okay, God, I i didn't forget i did forget but i didn't forget what you did for my dad you still are a god of miracles you still are a god that heals but it took god speaking to me through a picture and through a book to wake me up and and get back in that place of god you are good i never thought he was i never thought that he was bad but i just i believed again And I knew again that all things are possible with God. All things. There's nothing too hard. Even though I had the struggle, God in his faithfulness, he just, he showed me. And so, man, I, I didn't even look at my notes. I get to scroll through all this. All right. And then that was the first point that I wanted to make tonight, that miracles still happen, and there's nothing impossible with God. And so the greatest, though, miracle is that of salvation. And the reason I'm saying that is because of what I had to see my mom go through. And my mom, she was such a warrior through everything. And um, my mom didn't get saved till she was much older in life. In fact, when we started the church is when God really started dealing with her and when my mom got saved. Uh, but she had her struggles, and then when she got cancer, the first thing she did, she called us up, and she says, I want to get baptized. She goes, I got to get baptized, and I'll never forget when my mom, uh, we we had a little private ceremony, because just my mom was that way. She didn't want to be around people. She was already doing chemo and dealing with things, and uh we had a little private ceremony, and then my mom's husband, which was my stepdad, said, I want to get baptized too. I want to be baptized with her. And so Caleb got to baptize my mom in the name of Jesus, and then my stepdad got to get baptized by my husband. And I'll never forget when my mom went down in the water. When my mom went down to the water, she came back up screaming, this is not my mom to do this but she just came out of that water screaming hallelujah 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 and she says, she it lasted so long and god was just touching her and then she when she finally uh could say something she said she said um i've got a heat all in my body she said, it, as soon as I went down, it went from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. She said, and I'm still burning. I still feel it. And I thought that day God healed her, but you know what God did that day? God healed her soul that day. There were so many things inside of her that, that she hadn't been able to deal with, and that day God healed her soul. And so we, we had the struggle for the year and a half, fighting the cancer and the chemo and doing all of that. And... Uh, but God did so many mighty things through all of that. I mean, he showed himself strong so many times. I've got stories and stories. I should write a book about what he did for her. Just he was showing us the whole time. Every time we went to Empty Anderson, he let us know, I'm right here with you. I'm right here with you in so many ways. And so when mom was about to pass, um, she had so much faith before that. But right before she was about to pass, she knew. It was like God was calling her home. And it's like it, it, the Spirit of God was drawing her. She had never felt that the whole time. But the last day of her life, she talk, had a talk with me that night. And this is kind of personal. But she had a talk with me that night. And she says, "Don, I'm just so tired of fighting. And uh, I'm just ready to give up. I said, Mom, you don't have to fight anymore. You don't have to fight anymore. And um I told her, we're going to all be okay, and anyway, she went to sleep that night for the first time in over a year in her own bed, and she fell asleep, and that's the first night in a year and a half that she slept the whole night. She slept the whole night, and then the next morning, I woke up, hospice was, got there, and the first thing that my mom told the hospice nurse was, she says, I feel my body shutting down. She goes, I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm ready to go be with Jesus, and that was the sweetest thing I ever heard. That was every prayer that I ever prayed was for that moment. You know, I didn't know it was going to be so soon, but it was for that moment. And I'll never forget, we got her to the hospice facility, and my husband, uh, She the last words that she said, I believe, were to my husband. And he walked in there, and uh, she was already getting relaxed and had just so much peace. And the last thing she said was, um, She looked at my husband, or my husband walked in and says, uh, oh, yeah, she looked at my husband and she said, uh, Bobby, I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm ready to see Jesus. And he says, oh, Mama, I'm so jealous. And she goes, oh, don't be jealous. She goes, but I'm going to beat you there. (laughs) But to hear that, and I told my kids after that, and after even his mom passed away, I said, kids, everything we do. Everything we live for, everything is for this moment right here. Everything that we live for is for this moment right here. And that the greatest miracle you'll ever witness is the salvation of one's soul. It's a miracle, not just for here and now, but for eternity. And we should be so excited every time we see a sinner come to repentance. Just like the the angels rejoice When a sinner comes to repentance, we should be the same way. Our baptisms should be a celebration. Every time someone comes to this altar and God touches them and they give their heart to God and God fills them with the Holy Ghost, we should have a celebration of praise and worship because that's the greatest miracle right there. Oftentimes we're looking for this great physical manifestation and we follow people that even have that gift. But the greatest miracle we forget is the salvation of one's soul. And so we have something so good to look forward to—not just good, but we have something great to look forward to. And the Lord says, if we confess, uh, or we we confess it with our mouth and we believe in our heart that we shall be saved, and to know that the end of all our life, that we're ready to meet God and hear those sweet words, well done thou good and faithful servant. Every day, every time that we come here, it's for that very end time when we have to face God and meet him and we hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And, and I want to tell you one more thing about my mom. After when mom, my mom passed away, I was grieving so hard because I, I had lost my dad when in my 20s. You know, in my late 20s, I had lost my dad. So when I lost my mom, I, I didn't have anyone else to take care of. After we lost dad, we had my mom still to take care of. So I just felt like empty, you know. And I was, and this was probably a couple of weeks after she passed. And I was saying, God, I, have, I don't have a mom. You know, your mom is your mom. You can't replace your mom. And I kept just grieving about that. And a sweet, precious, godly woman of God came up to me here at this church And afterwards, she grabbed me and started praying over me. And she spoke to me. And, well, God was speaking through her. And she just was speaking words over me. And she says, and God says, he's going to be your mom. He's going to be your mother. And I had literally just been talking to God, just the same way as the miracles, about that. And from that moment on, I had such a peace. It had been two or three weeks after my mom passed. But before that, I was just shaking, you know. But I had such a peace. So when you ever have a word for someone, don't hold it in, release it. You never know what you're going to do to help them through that time in their life. And I'm so thankful that God used that precious woman of God. And I always say precious because that's what I always call her. I always say God always tells me when I hug her or anything, God always tells me she's so precious to him. And so I'm just thankful that God used her for that. And so we've got to understand and know that our labor here is not in vain. There is a great reward at the end. And so if, you're ever, if you ever question God, and I'm going to go ahead and close. I know this is a really different message than I usually ever preach. I'm, a little, I'm just a lot different. Um, but I'm just kind of getting back in the groove of things again. <laughs> but I just want to close with this. If you've ever questioned God about anything, I found the answer in the word of God. It's in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. And probably a lot of you know how to quote this already. But the Word of God says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. There's just some things that we weren't meant to understand, but one day we will. One day we'll understand And uh, his reality is not our reality. He looks on the things that are eternal where we focus more on the temporal things. But when we truly grasp a hold of the reality of eternity, all of our sorrow melts away because we have that hope. Because we're not helpless in this life. We are hopeful in this life because of Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to look forward to when we get to see our loved ones that have gone before us and make it a goal while we're here on earth still to take as many with us as we can. And God still works miracles. God is still a healer, and God is still on the throne, and in the end we know this that we win. Say we win. We win in the end. How privileged are we to know and to feel the presence of God every time that we step into this place. One day though there's going to be a great waking up morning, and I want to be ready to meet the Lord. And Thank y'all for hearing me out tonight. I hope that y'all don't feel sad about it. I I'm telling you I am so encouraged now. I feel like my spirit's been lifted up. I mean, of course, I, it's of course, it's, I told someone the other day, it's like waves. It comes in waves. You know, when you're grieving, it comes in waves and you just have to ride the wave and you got to trust God. There's going to be those moments. But I in my spirit, I have such a peace. I have such a peace in my spirit, and I'm thankful for that, and that's only because of God. Our mission here at Covenant Life Center is to help our world live, give, and love like Jesus. If our ministry has impacted you in any way, we would love for you to email us at info at You can get connected with us through our social media at clc victoria and download our app.